Welcome to Godseeker. This is Elizabeth Fulgaro. The current message, sweet surrender. There is a point most of us reach. It is uncomfortable. It is a place of surrender. When we perhaps suddenly and definitely with finality realize that pushing and prodding to get our own will and plans is not working. We need gods. It is a moment of often agonizing surrender, but there is peace on the other side and freedom because we no longer have to carry the responsibility for figuring it all out and making it work. We can come to rest in seeking God's will, then walking it out as Holy Spirit leads in our innate childlikeness, which is so beautiful to God. It is also when we finally give God his proper and right place in our lives. We enthrone him. We allow him, even beg him to become king in charge of everything. I mean, he's always been in charge of everything, whether we choose to acknowledge it or not. But in the acknowledgement of it, we can come to rest under him. That sigh of relief knowing that if we just seek his will, it will be all okay. We can rest assured he has handled what we cannot see, and he will get us through each day powerfully and wonderfully until the day he calls us home to heaven. It is that moment when God goes beyond being that Savior who has thankfully opened the door to heaven for us, but where we still long for him to bless our plans, to where he becomes our Lord, where all we want are his plans, because we have finally figured out he's actually God thus superior, and totally knows best. I had learned God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Learning this is what caused Jesus' names for the Holy Spirit to suddenly make more sense. For example, let's look at the way the Gospel writer St. John shares some of Jesus' words following the Last Supper with them and before his arrest, torture, and death. John chapter 14 Verse 26. But the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. I was experiencing God speaking to me through the Holy Spirit when I asked him questions. I still was not the greatest at interpreting what was his voice and what were my own thoughts, and which as yet were from the spiritual adversary, more about him later. But I had begun listening and hearing. I was learning, or perhaps I should say Holy Spirit was teaching me, and I was a willing student. However, my mindset at this point was still in that place where I needed God to bless my life. I didn't have the words for it then, but what I was really asking was for God to bless my will. In other words, I had these wishes and dreams, these worries and hopes. It was so cool to learn God answered prayers, so most of all at that point, I wanted God to make life easy for me, easy for all of us. I wanted him to answer my prayers the way I would consider best. I wanted the hurting to stop and anything bad not to happen. 
I wanted that life of comfort and ease and joy and peace, which I subconsciously thought was the goal. But there was still stress in this, still worry. What if it didn't turn out the way I hoped? What if? What if? And there was the stress of simply doing life. I had three children aged five and under. My husband wanted me working full-time, so I was trying to be a good mom and remain a good financial advisor. I was trying to get what had always been 60 hours of work per week done in the 24 office hours I had allocated myself in order to try to be present to our children. But it wasn't working. It really wasn't working. The concept of superwoman who could have it all and do it all, at least for me, was a myth. I had never wanted to work outside the home, but that's not how our marriage was set up. So I was working and mommying and seeing how I was failing at all of it. Unanswered phone messages piled up in a guilt-inducing stack of pink little slips of paper at the office. At home, nothing seemed to get done except feeding the children baths and bedtime talks and stories. The way I had learned through time management courses to handle my schedule was failing. I was prioritizing tasks for each day, labeling with an A those tasks where there would be severe negative consequences if these were not accomplished. Lesser priorities were given a B and then a C. But the problem was, none of the A's were getting done, and there was a constant fear of what would happen because not even what seemed most vital was being taken care of. Something bad was certain to happen. To this, the standards which I had subconsciously set for myself, by which to measure the quality of how I was fulfilling my roles, were unattainable. I was miserable. Driving back and forth from home to daycare to work to preschool to daycare to work to daycare to home. My muscles in my shoulders were taut so that it felt like my shoulders were up to my earlobes. I could not handle it all. I couldn't. Yet I did not have permission to let go of any of the obligations. I was at the breaking point. Yet that breaking point became one of God's greatest gifts to me because it made me ready to hear the reminder from him that only God actually knew what needed to be done each day. He knew what things could fall off the list, which seemed essential to me, but ultimately they were not as essential as they seemed. My forward-looking view was into an unseen void. He was fully aware of what had been and what was to come, as well as where his priorities were, and his priorities often included things which weren't even on my list. I had learned God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. I recognized God's plan had to be better than my own. His would work. Mine wasn't working. So I surrendered. I let go of all I thought had to be done and just listened for his moment-by-moment instructions. I let him train me in it. Oh, I still made my best efforts lists of what I thought, but I stayed completely open at all times to whatever he told me to do, every moment, no matter what. I dropped anything else scheduled to do to accomplish what he put before me. And that's when the miracles began 
and what we might call wonder appointments, where the connections God makes and what he does through them makes your jaw drop in surprise and awe. Not because there were great things that happened in the manner society measures great, but in how God worked through his Holy Spirit to use people who were listening to be there for others exactly at the time they needed it. God's provision from one to another. It was beautiful and addictive. All I wanted now was his will instead of my own, to do what he had planned. There was also peace in it for me. Rest. I didn't have to figure it out anymore. I just had to have the courage to listen and obey, which was to follow where he was leading. Hard sometimes, edgy, and often seemingly risky, but ultimately always bliss. Listen to the song, Master Redeemer. You can find it on my YouTube channel, on various streaming services, or on CD. Thank you for joining in. This message was sponsored by Eagle's Nest Foundation. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Fulgaro. I am praying for you. Use the song Master Redeemer as a prayer from your heart to God, a love song for the one who loves you so much and keep seeking God.